Welcome back to Midwest Tag and Round 2 with Coley and Kavanaugh. Let's start with Brazilian weather because, David, that really has seemed to have been one of the big market drivers on uh, prices for both corn and soybeans as the market watches the weather down there. And for Brazil, it has turned bad, so uh, bullish for our market. Yeah, Brazil switched. Remember, the northern part and central part of Brazil was gorgeous last year, and the southern part, aha, we lost our crop. But now, the southern part's the wet part, and the central and the northern part looks very, very dry. And guess what? China said, the beans we buy from you, if they come from deforested land, we're going to cancel the contracts. So China is becoming very interesting in their environmental studies of Brazil. Well, that is very interesting, David. I'm glad you pointed that out because that's a big deal. That uh, you know, because China buys most of their beans out of Brazil. They're the world's largest importer of soybeans. So uh, the fact that they will not take soybeans grown in deforested land is very significant. Interesting to say the least. Argentine weather has been very favorable, David. And that was another switcheroo there with the weather in South America. One of the things that came across the desk was that Argentine crops are going to be good enough to offset any of those those Brazilian losses. David, what do you make of that? That's not part of uh, just the numbers. I'm talking about perception because what it all comes down to is El Nino. It looks like the weather pattern is turning drier for Brazil. Argentina looked good beginning of this crop year, but turned to drought. But all of a sudden here late, they just got a whole bunch of rain again. So, John, I have to go on perception rather than the reality. Come on, David. You're trying to predict the weather, what it's going to be like in the next six months and, and drawing <laughs> conclusions from that. You know you can't do that. Why not? Like, all we heard about last winter was, oh, the safrina crop in Brazil is in big trouble. It's going right. to get planted late. In the, and it's, oh, the weather's always dry later and they're going to have uh, potential for uh, drought conditions or dry conditions anyhow and poor yields. And you know what? They ended up with a record safrina crop. Weather couldn't have been any better. The bottom line is, is none of us know. Now, you sent me a very interesting chart recapping South American crop production. I was a little bit surprised. You say that the Argentina crop cannot offset what's going to happen in Brazil because of bad weather from El Nino. Well, if it does happen, look at these numbers. Now, we know Argentina had a terrible drought the last two or three years. Frankly, Argentina is off to a good start. And if they have normal weather, their crop production is going to be up very sharply from last year. Look at these numbers. Argentina had a terrible crop last year. They only produced 34 million tons of corn. With normal weather this year, it's going to go to 55. That's up 21 million tons of corn. Brazil's got two problems. Not only is the weather uh, turning dry in the northern and central portions, but their acres, they're down from last year. So we got double whammy there. But the current production only shows their corn production down 8 million tons. And we're looking at a 21 million increase in Argentina. Doesn't that offset Brazil? Let's look at soybeans. Argentina, this past year, 25 million tons of soybeans. With normal weather, it's going to go to 48. And Brazil should actually have another record year in soybeans. That's a 23 million increase in Argentina alone, plus more beans coming out of Brazil. Holy cow, next year, when we get into next winter and spring, things could get pretty ugly for soybeans. John, whenever you take the numbers like this, yes, it's good, it's wonderful, but it's spring, John. It's like the baseball teams are just starting to play down there, okay? (laughs) So I'm saying we're not going to predict the crop this early, especially if Safrina acres are suffering in Brazil and some bean acres will be lost in Argentina. Yeah, they got rain when they needed it for the wheat, okay? But I'm not going to say the corner beans are going to look that much better. Again, I'm going to go back to perception rather than reality. 
Well, I don't know how you can do that. All you can do is look at, at uh, <laughs> normal conditions. A good thing about this discussion is obviously we have to watch the South American weather very, very closely from here through the winter. We always do, but it's probably more so important this year than normal. Yeah. And, of course, it's telling us what's the focus from here forward for the next several months. It's all about South American weather. And a couple of things to go along with that before we move on. We continue to hear about receding from the excessive rain that was reported in those parts of Brazil that got pretty well drowned out. And then we also, I mean, we're getting a lot of conflicting stuff. You know, Brazil may seed fewer Saprina acres. And on the corn front, David, you probably have some input on this. Ukraine corn, the cheapest, cheaper than Brazil. Wow. Yes. Well, it's not about the grain out of Ukraine. Sorry about the rhyming there, but it's about the boats. <laughs> and, you know, the Russians have been playing hot with boats and bombing them and stuff. And that's the big problem. The, the Ukraine's pretty much want to just put a price tag on it and sell it and, get and it move rid it of out. It. Yeah, exactly right, David. I got a little confused. How could Ukraine corn be that much cheaper when the overall production's down? You think they would kind of hold some of that back and right. try to get a higher price out of it? We can't. They got to discount it and ship it. Yeah. And John, the Mississippi River just continued to drop this year. And I got this thing across my desk this week. Mississippi River should be at full draft by mid-November. John, that's next week. <laughs> I know. Okay. That just proves my point about this weather and perception versus reality and all that stuff. It was just a few weeks ago that we were looking at record lows, possibly the lowest ever. I read this. It can't rain enough to get this river back up to where it should be. <laughs> That's the crazy weather we're talking about. All right, just uh, too little time today with all the things we needed to talk about. But, John, you got something for us as a final word? Well, I'm just going to point out the current export situation in both corn and soybeans. We're at the time of the year where now uh, Brazil is finally out of soybeans. They had a record crop this past year, and they ship it right away, and the price gets cheap, and they dominate the world. Well, it's lasted longer than usual. We've seen two things develop here. That's China. It's been canceling some Brazilian soybean purchases and swapping back to the United States. Now, the reason why is because U.S. Gulf soybeans currently going to China are 20 cents a bushel cheaper than going from Brazil for November-December shipments. So we're dominating the world when it comes to uh, soybean exports. But let's move forward. By next February, they're starting to harvest their soybeans, and that increases so that by uh, March and April, they're the dominant world market, and they've got another record crop coming on. So right now, current offers for shipment out of Brazil going to China in February of 24 are 60 cents a bushel cheaper than the U.S. we got the market now, folks, but watch out for tomorrow. A little word on corn. Currently, China only has 8 million bushels of U.S. corn on the books, and that compares to a year ago of 81 million bushels. China's here for beans, but not for corn. Podcasts by Federated Media.